0: So the book of Psalms originally were penned to be sung in and around the temple area. Prayers specifically, I think to the Middle Ages when the uh, church, as it was known around that time, they would have their chants. And I think to the era of the Wesleys, uh, when the beautiful hymns were penned, and you get a clear picture. A train of transmission, if you will, a chain of transmission Of psalms becoming uh, chants to becoming hymns and uh, around three weeks time you'll have carols being sung all over the world Father God please bless today's service we've got three Psalms to look at we pray you'll clear our minds our hearts and our souls to uh, please wash us clean of any infirmity we have committed against you over the last week we don't want to hide or cover anything up we know we are unworthy people if manager's best date is altogether vanity we pray you'll fill us with the spirit of god make these psalms real and precious to us help us be a blessing also to those we come into contact with this week most of the world are in darkness around this time of the year especially leading up to christmas or hanukkah if they are messianic jews we pray you'll help us lord god to be good examples to our friends and family and uh, not think about ourselves but think about other people we pray you'll bless today's recording and service in jesus name amen and amen so this will be week 192 month 44 hour 135 and a half and i'm going to suggest i'm going to guess that we could be finished uh working through the book of psalms in the next three months quite possibly which if that's the case just shy of four years and it's been a tremendous blessing for yours truly to work through the book of psalms i'm looking forward to do new projects in the new year let's start today's service in psalm 128 blessed is every man that feareth the lord that walketh in his ways his ways not our ways our ways are not his ways it's my way or the highway that's what they say blessed happy is everyone that feareth the lord you say that sounds rather negative <clears throat> you say i don't like the idea of fear you say uh my psychologist my psychiatrist says that's not a a good way to be Think back to when your firstborn was born naturally they were fearful of you they went to school and naturally they were fearful of their teachers they went into the workplace and naturally they were fearful of their employer fear is normal it's what keeps you alive and on your toes in the animal world it's life or death blessed happy is everyone without exception that feareth the Lord that walketh in his ways Go to the book of Exodus. If you've been driving late one night and uh, you've been driving too fast and the police pull up behind you, the lights flashing, sirens going, you don't just uh, give them the bird, as they say, you pull over. At least you should do if you've got any common sense and you be very deferential. You don't start shooting your mouth off because of course you know that the officer has the authority to put you in handcuffs and take you downtown as you Americans say Exodus 20 20 verse uh, 20 and Moses and unto the people fear not for God has come to approve you and that his fear may be before your faces that you sin not that's a clear paradox he says don't fear then he says that his fear may be before your faces Schofield says this is a reverential fear which is completely incorrect think back to your first day at school you were nervous weren't you or secondary school or college or university you were nervous weren't you but of course you were don't say you weren't you were when you sat your first driving test you were nervous weren't you but of course you were nervous to be fearful is natural and god almighty this beautiful all-powerful eternal being is able to make you or break you so don't tell me you don't fear him because of course you do of course the fear of the Lord is the beginning the beginning of wisdom Moses said unto the people fear not like don't panic don't lose your minds for God has come to prove you try you test you and that is fear which is a positive thing may be before your faces stop you from destroying yourselves you put a perimeter around your children when they're growing up that you sin not you say stay out of the kitchen you say don't play with matches don't talk to strangers you get the picture of course go to philippians chapter two you buy a computer what do you do you get an antivirus don't you you don't take a chance you drive down the street you put a seat belt on you don't take a chance philippians chapter two philippians chapter two and look at verse 12 wherefore my beloved Paul speaking to the church saved people as ye have always obeyed well have you always obeyed everything that God told you to do I haven't but so uh, that's Paul uh, being merciful and gracious not as in my presence only but now much more in my absence when I'm not around work out your own salvation with fear and trembling that gets quoted by 90% of Christendom to suggest that you've got to save yourself and stay saved but they omit verse 13 for it is god which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure without which we'd all be sunk and uh also overlook chapter one just go there very quickly philippians chapter one and uh, verse six being confident of this very thing that he which hath begun a good work in you there's your regeneration We'll perform it under the day of Jesus Christ. Go back to the book of Psalms, Psalm 128, verse two: "For thou shalt eat the labour of thine hands. Happy shalt thou be, and it shall be well with thee. All is well with my soul." Go to the book of Proverbs, Proverbs twenty-eight. You get out of life what you put into it. That's true. Bit of an old cliche, but it's true. And the more you read the word of god the more you pray and study the book what comes alive to you the more fruitful and uh, beneficial you are to those that uh, consult you for information wisdom uh proverbs 28 verse 14 happy blessed happy is a man that feareth always old english always like without exception always be that hardeneth his heart like most people shall fall into mischief start to play with sin start to mess around with x y and z next thing you know he's out of the race back to psalm 128 uh, verse 3 thy wife shall be as a fruitful vine by the sides of thine house thy children like olive plants round about thy table the quickest way to explain this is to watch the waltons without sounding too cheesy (laughs) but it's true go on to youtube type in the waltons 1930s or set in the 1930s american family God-fearing mother, decent children, unbelieving husband, decent uh, grandparents, and it went. it ran for several years that program, but it shows that when you fear the Lord, verse one, and uh, you enjoy the labor of your hands, verse two, your wife is fruitful, and your children are like olive plants round right about thy table. It's a bit of a picture of a pre-World War Two Christian family somewhere in I think North or South Carolina or maybe a bit further up i'm thinking about probably the area of uh, and i've been there connecticut that part of the world uh, virginia, virginia virginia beautiful part of america and that's a clear and a quick way to explain verse 3 a uh, verse 4 behold that thus shall be the man blessed that feareth the lord verse 1 fear the lord verse 4 feareth the lord go to matthew chapter 10 of course fear is a double-edged sword if you're too fearful all of the time your blood pressure goes up you can't sleep you can't concentrate you can't relax you lose your appetite your stomach starts to churn that was uh, oliver cromwell's problem and you'd have hours of painful digestion after meals because his stomach was churning all the time matthew 10 Look at verse 28. And fear not them which kill the body, which of course is what most people do, but are not able to kill the soul, because of course your soul belongs to God Almighty. But rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. This is aimed at man generally, not a saved person. Be careful how you handle the scripture. This book is dynamite, the word of God. Go back to Psalm one hundred twenty. Eight verse 4 again behold that thus shall be the man that thus shall the man be blessed blessed happy that feareth the lord it makes common sense if you fear the lord and you are head of your family you will be a good father a good husband your children your wife will be in submission to you there should be a level of joy happiness a level of consistency uh, You think of a company another quick example if the ceo is a good boss normally the staff are happy and if you are a good boss you pay your uh, staff a good salary you keep the best you don't pay them pittance you don't pay them just pennies you pay them a good salary otherwise you lose good staff they go elsewhere same is true of a jewish family in the days of uh, the psalms old testament of course the man was fearful of the lord had a good prayer life and had good uh, fellowship with other brothers and sisters uh, his wife saw that he was at peace and he's able to govern as he would need to do so and his children saw that the family unit worked but if there's no consistency if there's a break in the chink somewhere or there's a problem here or there it will all go south it doesn't work otherwise your children run your house whereas you should be running your house we sit all the time in the streets we see mostly young mothers single parents uh, walking down the street with sometimes two or three children and of course the children are calling the shots and the mothers can't control the children why is that there's no fear of the lord there's no discipline there's no man over the family it's it's critical to get that down man over the woman woman over the children of course christ over the church verse five the lord shall bless thee the lord shall bless thee out of zion the lord shall bless thee out of zion back to zion zionism very contentious all over the news at the moment and thou shalt see the good of jerusalem all the days of thy life Go to the book of uh, Obadiah, please. Tiny book of Obadiah. And uh, pick it up in verse, let's see now. Obadiah, verse uh, 17. But upon Mount Zion shall be deliverance. And there shall be holiness. And the house of Jacob shall possess their possessions. Future tense. And the house of Jacob, not the church, shall be a fire fire and the house of joseph not your local congregation a flame and the house of esau for stubble negative and they shall kindle in them like burn and devour them like burn up and there shall be and there shall not be any remaining of the house of esau for the lord hath spoken it this is the Lord's de- uh, this is the lord's directive will not his permissive will when he directs something to happen it happens when he permits something to happen it happens but he doesn't always agree with it you might pray for a promotion at work you may pray for a proposal to a beautiful woman or beautiful man who's not a believer these things happen you might try x y and z or purchase a car which you can't really afford or buy a property which you can't really you know sustain and he allows it to happen he permits it but it's not his will for you there's a difference of course near this is the lord's directive will which cannot be reversed 19 and they of the south shall possess the mount esau Northern uh, Northern Kingdom, Southern Kingdom. And they're the plain, the Philistines. Now the Philistines, you think of the Palestinians. I watched a very interesting documentary last night. Apparently 25% of Palestinians are of Israeli origin. Going way back to the first century. 25%, that's quite a substantial amount. And Benjamin shall possess Gilead. We call this real estate for today. And I said this over the last couple of weeks. That technically speaking, uh, Gaza is governed by judea which comes under the jurisdiction of jerusalem so jerusalem judea gaza it's all the same real estate which of course is governed by israel but it's interesting that 25 percent of palestinians that have converted to islam forced conversions which is another subject for another day uh, strictly speaking going back to the first century are israeli they're jewish you've got a civil war taking place in israel which is a tragic Ah uh, verse 21 and saviors shall come up on mount zion to judge the mounts of esau a thousand year reign and the kingdom shall be the lords not man's not uh, the church so again these passages all point to a future event so if you're pre-millennial sit tight and enjoy your salvation the is yet to come Back to psalm 128 uh, verse 6 yea thou shalt see thy children's children and peace upon Israel go to book of Job now if you get up to 70 80 or perhaps 90 and you're blessed to have two three generations of children grandchildren great-grandchildren that's a good thing but there's a greater picture than that in Job 42 and in Job 42 let's see now I want verse uh, hmm. Verse uh, sixteen here we go Job forty two sixteen After this lived Job one hundred and forty years and saw his sons and his sons sons even four generations. Book of Isaiah speaks about the Lord seeing his seed and I listened to a debate a few nights ago, a Jewish debate, one was a believing rabbi, the other was not. And uh, it's amazing how these unbelieving rabbis go to Ezekiel thirty seven uh take the script out of context we call this ace of jesus and you were told in matthew make that john you told in john john chapter 5 that the jews didn't believe in moses writings which would explain why they didn't believe in jesus writings and yet moses wrote about jesus one of the reasons why the jews don't believe on the lord jesus christ is because they don't believe in their own writings it goes back to most priests that we know over the years they've got no faith really in anything they're burnt out it goes back to if you were from Italian stock or Irish stock, especially pre-World War Two, there was a great pressure to have a priest in the family, especially in the Irish community. And once you spent seven years, seven years training to be a priest, that was it. You were locked in for life. And of course, you lost your faith after a couple of years doing parish work, dealing with drunks at three o'clock in the morning, and women coming to you, telling you about their personal life and all that disgusting stuff that people tell priests in the box and men doing what they shouldn't do with children and all that stuff it just destroyed their minds but what else could they do they're locked in that system that's why many rabbis i mean religious rabbis have no faith in yeshua as they call them because they don't even believe the old testament the following tradition they are in love they are in love with their religion not the lord god ezekiel 37 Ezekiel thirty-seven twenty uh, twenty-six. Moreover, I will make a covenant of peace with them. Jehovah speaking, it shall be an everlasting covenant with them, children of Israel, not the church. And I will place them, and multiply them, and will set my sanctuary in the midst of them for evermore. So, like I said, the best is yet to come. But as of right now, the uh, children of Israel are out of, co- are out of fellowship with the Lord. Twenty-seven. My tabernacle also shall be with them yea i'll be their god and they shall be my people and the heathen that's you and i shall know that i the lord do sanctify israel i'll clean them up i'll take her back as a whore is taken back book of hosea a good example of that and also ezekiel to some extent when my sanctuary shall be in the midst of them forevermore back to psalm 128 six again yea thou shalt see thy children's children and peace upon israel i'm going to aim that at jesus christ and i'll cross reference that shortly to uh uh, the book of isaiah if not this week then perhaps next and all these passages point to the future messiah because the entire scripture is about the messiah a king and a kingdom Psalm 29 verse 1 many a time have they afflicted me from my youth the jew has suffered terribly since her conception may israel now say verse 2 it is a repeat many a time have they afflicted me from my youth yet they have not prevailed against me which is true the catholic church failed to uh, destroy judaism the jews specifically hitler failed to do so islam has failed to do so and what you got in the book of psalms is basically it's not just a prayer it's a song now I made a few notes last week we went through some other psalms i'll just repeat it for this morning's service that music today is basically a prayer the performer is basically a preacher the crowd is basically the church and i've seen this for many years since i've been on this earth but i didn't really appreciate it until quite recently if you watch a good concert I'm not saying you should but if you watch a good concert like Andre Rue for example he comes on, plays his violin beautiful music, mostly clean there's no innuendo, there's nothing smutty about it, he's able to hold the crowd and the crowd are in tears it's so bizarre and you think back to any famous performer they can hold the audience, there's something they have, James Brown had it Uh, Sinatra had it, Elvis had it they got something, Madonna's got it and Michael Jackson had it and Prince had it, all these stars, they got something which they can use to control and dazzle the audience of course it's not from the standpoint of holiness or glory but it's from the standpoint of the flesh and that's why if you get a song into your mind as a young man or woman you've got it forever which is not a good thing many a time have they afflicted me from my youth the jews speaking about his or her heritage may israel now say verse 2 many a time have they afflicted me from my youth so to so repeat a typical song opens with a verse Then the chorus comes in, then the bridge uh, is about halfway through, which means it goes up a semitone. Then you've got the instrumental section, which can be anywhere from 30 to 60 seconds, back to the original verse, or the final chorus, and the song has ended. That's the structure of a typical song, got the counterpoint as well, when everything's happening all at once. And that really holds your attention. You listen to Wagner, for example, townhäuser for example, all the instruments all coming at once. It's incredible. It just blows your mind. Or some of the famous operas, or Nessendormer, stuff such as that. It holds your attention. It it speaks to your soul. And for the Psalms, this is the Lord's people speaking to Him, but uh, with music per se, that's man speaking to man. This goes back to the devil, de- that uh, the devil having a built-in organ book of ezekiel speaks about this and it's a very tough passage to really unpack that's why music if you're not careful can be used to lure people to do dangerous things like perversion that's why certain uh, types of music are no-go for the man or woman of god verse three the plowers plowed upon my back they made long their furrows meaning cut or to plow now go back to Let's see now, I want Isaiah for this one, Isaiah chapter 50, this is Jesus Christ speaking in type, Uh, I want Isaiah 50, Hmm. Isaiah 50 I think it is, and uh, pick it up in verse 5 the Lord God hath opened mine ear and I was not rebellious neither turned away neither turned away back I gave my back to the smiters end of Matthew Mark Luke and John he's been uh, detained and uh, severely chastised and my cheeks to them that plucked off the hair I had not my face from shame and spitting he held his head high you he watch these criminals being arrested they walk out with their heads bowed they're in shame but not Jesus Christ for the lord god will help me being his father of course therefore to not be confounded i won't be ashamed i won't be confused i know what's going on therefore have i set my face like a flint and i know that i shall not be ashamed he is near that justifieth me and who will contend with me let us stand together who is mine adversary let him come near to me back to psalm 129 three again the plowers plowed upon my back you watch the, uh, oh, what's it called? Uh, what's Mel Gibson's film called? Hmm? What's Mel Gibson's film called? Oh, Breakout. No, it's about, about, about the crucifixion. Oh, yeah. It came out in 2004. What was, what was the film called? Yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. Christ is Being Whipped. Yes, yeah. That film that was made in 2004, I forget what it was called, it may come to me in a minute, uh, they... They strap Christ down to uh, like a sort of wooden area and they're whipping his back. I couldn't even watch it. I'd look away. It was just horrific. You know, flesh going everywhere, blood going everywhere. Passion of the Christ. Part two is coming up this year or next. I think it's next year, part two. Very, very Catholic, of course. And Catholic production, as we well know. The, the director was Catholic, always Catholic. So was the the lead star. And Mother Mary dressed like a nun. But there's a scene in that movie right at the end of the movie which is incredibly powerful and they're whipping his back and of course the whip that they used had spikes that were tied to it and of course when those spikes hit your back you you know you felt it yeah, yeah and it was really painful of course the apostle paul was whipped i think over 140 times in his life for his blessed savior so don't complain you wake up with a sore throat verse four the lord is righteous amen cut asunder the cords of the wicked not yet, he hasn't but he will one day go to Genesis 18 Genesis chapter 18 and uh, let's pick it up in verse It's 24, 25 uh, 18, 20, 25 18, 25 that be far from thee to do after this manner to slay the righteous with the wicked there's Abraham type of Christ interceding with the Lord Jesus Christ interestingly enough to get Lot out who is a backslidden Christian for today and his unbelieving wife unequal yoke and the two daughters and that the righteous shall be as the wicked that be far from thee shall not the judge of all the earth do right you better believe it go to uh, 2nd Timothy chapter 2 and of course the rest is history, Lot gets out just about by the skin of his teeth and uh, his daughters go out with him and uh, his wife of course turns back never stayed to start with, becomes a pillar of salt and uh, Abraham of course is relieved to see his uh, nephew survive it second timothy chapter 2 uh, 20 let's see now second uh, timothy 2 26 and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will the lord is righteous absolutely abraham told you that he hath cut asunder the cords of the wicked not yet so we say this, this is still to happen. This has a future application. But I'll say also one other thing, that God's grace is incredible. Uh, it's amazing that more people aren't killing themselves on the streets every day of the week. The way people drive, or people uh, getting cut up in traffic, or people getting to rows, you know, in the highways and the byways. It's amazing that more bodies all over the place. God is still very merciful. He's still holding back man's innate Depravity to just tear one another apart. Verse five, let them all be confounded, and turn back that hate Zion. Again, you got Zion, 128 verse five. You got Zion again, 129 verse five, and of course Zion, 128 verse five is Jerusalem. And for today, Jerusalem, the eternal city, city of peace, is still the capital of the world. Still heavily fought over by uh, the UN. The EU, the Arab League of Nations, uh, OPEC, uh, the UK, that tiny bit of real estate—they all want it for themselves. And you mess with that part of the world, you better look out. Verse six: Let there be as grass upon the housetops, which cost is just insignificant, which withereth afore we say before it groweth up. Go to First Peter chapter two first peter chapter two and i want twenty uh let see now first peter two twenty four who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree now it's not a literal tree this is a jewish idiom this is where the jehovah's witnesses make a ma- major error they say christ died on a stake which of course he did not it was a it was a wooden cross but the term tree which of course ties in with uh, greenery 129 verse 6 is a jewish idiom uh, for dying a cursed death we say he died a cursed death on a tree on the tree so a bit of knowledge about the hebrew culture sometimes is really really helpful that we being dead to sin that of course would be our uh our standing, not our state should live unto righteousness of course is power in the blood but whose stripes you are healed go back to psalm 129 verse 7 wherewith the mower filleth not his hand he that bindeth sheaves his bosom again it goes back to uh the term for a quiver in 127 verse 5 happy is a man that hath his quiver full of them uh, able to hold his case or put his hours into a case and also from 120 7 wherewith the mower filleth not his hand that bindeth sheaves his bosom uh, going back to also we looked at from 126 Uh, if I go back to 126 verse uh, 6 he that goeth forth and weepeth bearing precious seed shall doubtless come again with rejoicing bringing his sheaves with him there's your barley there's your straw there's your wheat there's your rye there's your oats going back to having a prosperous land that's the main theme of the old testament to worship god almighty enjoy a good family life children If you're blessed to have them maybe not adopt adopt if you can and uh allow the lord or allow, just sit back and watch the lord bless you that's the theme of the old testament and for today it's probably the same most christian couples don't have many children and they're being outnumbered by the Muslims 6, 7, sometimes 8 to 1 yeah. which is a demographic demograph, demograph, demographic, nightmare 129 verse uh, 8 Neither do they which go by say the blessing of the Lord be upon you we bless you in the name of the Lord go to Matthew 21 Matthew chapter 21 21 And I look at verse Matthew twenty-one. I've got verse nineteen in my mind, but isn't it right? Matthew twenty-one. Ah, uh, okay, verse nineteen. We'll come back to this verse. Doesn't it right? And when he saw a fig tree in the way he came to it and found nothing thereon but leaves only and said unto it let no fruit go on thee henceforth forever and presently the fig tree withered away that's the wrong verse but we'll come back to that in a minute Uh, 130 verse 1 out of the depths have i cried unto thee o lord we say i'm down in the dumps we say uh, um down and out we say uh, um, sinking in quicksand this was a prayer that jonah would pray Out of the depths have i cried unto thee O lord go to ephesians chapter 4. ephesians chapter 4. now paul speaks about this also i think it's in second corinthians 11. and this gets into a bit of a tough passage to understand paul had an out-of-body experience at least one perhaps two Uh, what did i say ephesians and uh, of course john was shown the third heaven start with ephesians 4 first of all ephesians 4 verse 8 wherefore he saith when he ascended up on high he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men christ of course now he that ascended what is it but that also he descended he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth he goes into the lower parts of the earth i mean deep under your feet he that descended him also that earth ended up far above all heavens that he might fill all things so we say this and go to second corinthians 11 just wait there for a few seconds we say this that when christ dies on the cross uh his body stays in the tomb for three days he says father into thy hands i commend my spirit his spirit leaves his body but his soul goes into hell now hell we base this on uh, Luke 16 has two parts to it you got that famous passage which isn't a parable when uh, Abraham is in one part of hell with the rich uh, with, with the beggar and the rich man is on the other side of the, uh, of the, uh, the area we we'll say it's like a holding area and they can see one another they can speak to one another and he says, "Father Abraham, son Lazarus, that he may dip his finger in my tongue. I'm in great pain, agony, so on and so forth. Your son, you've had great things, and uh, in your lifetime, this and that came and Lazarus, you know, he struggled and so on and so forth. And he can't come to you. You can't come to us, which kills purgatory, incidentally. And it's a terrible picture of a man dying in his sin, and he's still giving orders. And um, Christ goes into hell, and I mean hell itself, and he gets the righteous who've been waiting for him." That's a picture of 130 verse 1. Out of the depths have I cried unto the O Lord. I think it's Second Corinthians uh, 5. And also in Isaiah mm, 42, 43, 44. Where Christ's soul becomes an offering for sin. That's certainly Second Corinthians 5. Out of the depths have I cried unto the O Lord. Now Second Corinthians 11. Paul speaks about uh, also experiencing the same sort of a thing here we go second uh, corinthians 11 verse uh, pick it up in verse uh, 24 of the jews five times received i 40 stripes save one that's 149 i think for memory thrice that means three old english was i beaten with rods once was i stoned thrice i suffered shipwreck. a night and a day i have been in the deep what does that mean a night and a day I've been in the deep. Could be a dungeon to some extent, but it goes much deeper than that, I think. In journeys often in perils of waters, again, waters. In perils of robbers, give us your money, it's a stick up. In perils by my own countrymen, the Jews trying to kill him. In perils by the heathen, there's your Gentiles. In perils in the city, talk about living on your nerves. In perils in the wilderness, uh, looking out for wild animals and people trying to kill you all the time. In perils in the sea, deep 25, waters 26, sea in 26, travelling from A to B. Book of Acts speaks about his boat capsizing. In perils among false brethren, we're Christians, we believe what you believe and turn around, put the knife in him. In weariness and painfulness, in watchings often, like a watchman on the hill or a lighthouse keeper, and he's looking out for the church. In hunger and thirst first corinthians uh, i think it's chapter two he speaks about uh being in hunger to this very moment nowhere to lay his head like jesus would experience in fastings often going without food in cold and nakedness go back to psalm 120 130 let's try and get these verses together out of the depths have i cried unto thee o lord jonah is speaking now jonah is a type of jesus I'll go to Jonah just very quickly. It's worth just spending a couple of minutes looking at these uh, passages to uh, get them down. Now in Jonah, I think it's chapter 2, he goes to the the Ninevites and uh, they were like, I guess for today, Hamas or Hezbollah. And... uh, he doesn't want to go but he does go and the lord has to kill him almost or almost has to kill him to get him to go and preach to uh those people and uh that also completely destroys the lord's sovereignty as far as calvinism is concerned man has a free will don't allow them to tell you that he does not have it jonah chapter two let's find the verse now uh, let's pick it up in uh, pick it up in verse uh, pick it up in verse one. Jonah prayed unto the Lord his got out of the fish's belly and said I cry a reason of mine affliction unto the Lord and he heard me out of the belly of hell cried I, and thou I heardest my voice. Uh, go down to verse uh, four, "I am cast out of thy sight yet I will look again toward thy holy temple uh six I went down to the bottoms of the mountains, the earth with the bars was about me forever yet hast thou brought up my life from corruption that's a picture of resurrection Jesus Christ, O Lord my God uh nine I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving i pay that that I avowed salvation is of the Lord and verse 10 and the Lord spake unto the fish and it vomited out Jonah upon the dry land picture of christ's resurrection which is found in the new testament of course so i'll say this at psalm 130 uh, verse 1 is a picture of somebody in the deeps the depths paul was one example he died at least once perhaps twice in the book of acts and he goes to the third heaven i think it's acts 14 he's dead and they drag him out of the city he goes back into the city later and we think that's the time he goes to the third heaven second corinthians chapter 12 and he sees things which is which is unable to speak about Uh, but when john sees it he gives you 22 chapters about it in revelation of course let's keep moving on 130 verse 2. oh lord hear my voice let thine ears be attentive pay attention we say to the voice of my supplications i got a load of prayers a load of issues to bring your way lord god bow down your ear Uh, listen very carefully as jesus would say i think it's in luke chapter 9. Bow down your ears, so on and so forth if thou lord should us markest should mark iniquities o lord who shall stand that's a good passage look at it again if thou lord shouldest mark should us mark iniquities o lord who shall stand for well, nobody whatsoever go to romans chapter three now the reality is if you knock out christ if you don't believe in jesus christ if you are an orthodox jew or acillic jew or a sabbath keeping gentile for that matter and you converted to judaism you're in a really tight situation if thou lord shouldest mark iniquities o lord who shall stand uh, romans 3 3 verse 20. therefore by the deeds of the law there shall no flesh be justified in his sight for by the law is a knowledge of sin and that's why you need somebody to step up for you here's a picture for you middle of winter light now and you're driving home we'll say it's nine o'clock, ten o'clock at night there's snow and ice all over the place the car breaks down you've got your wife in the front kids in the back you've even got a spare tyre rather careless and uh it's cold it's like minus one minus two like it was last night here in the uk and uh somebody pulls up alongside you and uh, you say i'm okay thanks buddy we'll fix this ourselves you wouldn't say that would you unless you're a real fool and a guy says i can jump start your car or i can help you change your flat tire whatever you need me to do i got some food for the children blankets for your wife no 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 i'm okay thank you you know i'll make it on my own people think that way and people say that kind of a thing and of course he drives off and you're stuck in the middle of nowhere with three kids in the back of the car wife in the front and you just kind of freeze to death basically that's what happens when people turn christ down they say i'll take my chances you know you know there's a god i'll do a deal with him that sort of foolishness and most people are thinking along those lines they've got no idea what they're up against no idea whatsoever but there is forgiveness amen with thee that thou mightest that thou mayest that thou mayest be feared back to that word fear again that was exodus 30 exodus uh, 34 The hardest thing is to get people to uh, humble themselves and stop being so uh, stuck on themselves. We went to a town a few days ago. uh, What was it called? Altrincham, Outside of Manchester. Very middle class, affluent part of the UK. Went there about 15 years ago. And we got the flag up for a couple of hours. And uh, they just walked past us. Completely indifferent. Middle class. Manchurians. Mostly. Uh... Caucasian, and I thought you people. And I, was, I was, I was, I was actually going to preach against these people. I thought i better control myself. <laughs> but I thought you people, you know, three weeks time, we are sitting down, sitting around the Christmas table, party hats on, singing all your carols and hymns, and you got no time for Christ, have you? Leading up to Christmas, and even Christmas Day, it's not, really, it's not really about Him, is it? It's about your belly. What does Paul say? Your God is your belly. But there is forgiveness, Amen, with thee, Antecedents, the Lord. Verse. 1 and verse 3 with thee that thou mayest be feared he wants you to fear him exodus 34 34 pick it up in verse 6 and the lord passed by before him and proclaimed this is god's speaking about himself the lord the lord god merciful and gracious long suffering and abundant in goodness and truth allah stole that in the Quran incidentally i made note of that my next uh, project keep mercy for thousands forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin and that will by no means no means clear the guilty which is anybody's not yet born again trusting in a blood atonement and visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and upon the children's children unto the third and to the fourth generation contrast that to uh, job 42 he saw one two three four generations of his children which was a blessing but you turn that blessing down it becomes a curse he said what does it look like Guatemala um, Mexico um, Honduras Colombia El Salvador that's what it looks like generation after generation just following pagan idols Haiti another good example of what it looks like when you turn down the grace of God and you embrace witchcraft satanism and all that nonsense psalm 130 look at verse uh five i wait for the lord my soul doth wait and in his word do i hope we say uh take him at his word we say uh my word is my bond go to isaiah chapter 40 isaiah 40 thirty one But they wait, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Two thousand years the body of Christ has been waiting for the rapture. They shall mount up with wings as eagles, they shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Go back to Psalm hundred and thirty. I've got a project that I'm working on at the moment to prove that Christ is a Messiah uh, towards unbelieving Jews, and also to disprove Muhammad was a prophet course for muhammad that's quite easy all the prophets in the scripture are hebrew not gentile so that knocks out muhammad but for christ being the messiah and i'm still working on this but i've got a timeline of around i think 700 years when most of the old testament was written about 700 years or thereabouts Mm -hmm. and i've got about 23 authors that wrote the old testament and on average i think somebody came every 150 180 years on average no more than 230 years a prophet would come preach the gospel if christ isn't or wasn't the messiah then you've got a major problem because of course god has never left his people without a prophet for 2000 years i don't think so 200 years max like i say 300 at a real push and uh, if you don't believe me and if you are an unbelieving jew go back and check your timeline and if we get time i'll put something out in this month's newsletter just to put my thoughts down on paper i await for the lord my soul doth wait and in his word do i hope if you love me keep my words but unfortunately the jews don't believe the words of moses john 5 and therefore how could they believe the words of jesus because of course moses wrote about the lord jesus christ verse 6 my soul waiteth for the lord more than they that watch for the morning i say more than they that watch for the morning malachi chapter 4 please Uh, you think about how can i explain it you got uh, you're fighting a battle overseas somewhere you're in the trenches let's say a world war one for example and uh, you got wounded all, all over the place you're running out of ammo and uh, you need some light really to run and hide and get your wounded out of the battlefield and you're waiting for the light to come my soul waiteth for the lord more than they that watch for the morning this is a very loaded passage let's get this right i say more than they that watch for the morning twice the term morning has been used when the scripture repeats itself there's a reason for it many a time 129 verse 1 have they afflicted me 129 verse 2 many a time have they afflicted me from my youth again it's repeating itself very very, i say unto thee you must be born again verily 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 i say this verily verily i say there's a reason why the scripture repeats itself malachi chapter 4 pick it up in verse uh, 1 for behold the day cometh that shall burn as an oven and all the proud yea and all that do wickedly shall be stubble and the day that cometh shall burn them up saith the lord of hosts that it shall leave them neither root nor branch there's a picture of The sun coming up. Light overcoming darkness. The darkness doesn't comprehend it. But unto you that fear. My name. That word again. Fear. That term again. My name. Shall the sun. S-U-N of righteousness. Arise with healing in his wings. And you should go forth. And grow up as calves of the stall. So we've got there's a picture of Christ. Going into the tomb. Uh, Sealed of course. It's pitch black. He goes into hell. Which is pitch black like I say. And after three days. He... Uh, goes back to glory of course appears to the apostles light overcomes darkness let there be light John's gospel speaks about uh, I think it's the in fact Genesis speaks about the fourth day let there be light and in the gospel of John Christ, uh, Jesus says uh, and the light of the world and here Christ is coming up out of the darkness he's coming back into play and darkness has been destroyed once and for all picturing hell, picturing wickedness the day cometh verse one and uh, the day that cometh uh, dawn has now uh, has, has now occurred uh, the day that cometh shall burn them up fire, of course the heat will just burn you to a crisp uh, second thessalonians speaks about that saith the lord of hosts that means armies that it shall leave them neither root nor branch just completely flattened uh, you think back to parts of ukraine at the moment just f- completely disintegrate just burnt, to the, just burnt to the ground or parts of guards are just flattened like a like a nuclear bomb has gone off but unto you that fear my name so the son of righteousness jesus christ of course but the term sun s-u-n picturing light light of the world let there be light and there was light you can't miss the imagery arise with healing in his wings second advent and that's when you get all of your blessings that's when the atonement really does kick in And ye shall go forth, and grow up as calves of the stall. Back to Psalm 139, verse six. My soul waiteth. Verse five. I wait for the Lord. Verse four. Forgiveness with thee. Verse three. Lord, shouldest thou mark iniquities? Yes, ye will. O Lord, who shall stand? Nobody without a blood atonement. Two. Lord, hear my voice, calling His name while there's still time. Verse one. Out of the depths have I cried unto. There's a picture of a man going to hell and he turns to the Lord and gets saved look at verse 7 let Israel hope in the Lord not the church for with the Lord there is mercy and with him is plenteous redemption more than enough to go around so we say this pray for the Jew support Israel if you can uh, but at the same time don't shy away from speaking out against uh, Christophobia Bibliophobia which comes from not only the Gentile world but also the Jewish world I've got a video going online in about three hours' time when I'll take one of these rabbis to task. This video is about three years out of three years overdue. Verse 8. And he, antecedent the Lord, verse 7, shall redeem Israel from all, all his iniquities. That's pretty promising. Go to Hebrews chapter... Let's see now. Hebrews chapter 8 and uh pick it up in verse eight for finding fault with them he saith, behold the days come saith the lord when i will make a new covenant with the house of israel and with the house of judah future tense not according to the covenant that i made with their fathers in the day when i took them by the hand to lead them out to the land of egypt because they continued not in my covenant and i regard them not saith the lord for this is a covenant that i will make with the house of israel after those days like two thousand years when the church is gone saith the lord i'll put my laws into their mind and write them in their hearts and i'll be to them a god they shall be to me a people look at verse 11 here's a real kicker and they shall not teach every man his neighbor no need to pass out tracks or go into the street and every man his brother saying Know the lord we say do you know the lord we say do you know him as your lord and savior all shall know me from the least to the greatest for i be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their iniquities will i remember no more in that he saith a new covenant he hath made the first old obsolete uh, put to bed now that which decayeth and waxeth old is ready to vanish away that will happen once a church has been removed and that those uh three words after those days in verse 10 picturing one two at least two or three thousand years going back to uh let's see now back to jeremiah 30 i think it's jeremiah 31 and also 33 which is what 600 years bc and you've got a 26 year hundred year period uh covering this event which will take place after we have been raptured and uh israel is in the context judah verse 8 not the church so we say israel has a chance to be saved and will be saved paul says how, how all israel will be saved but not all without exception but all without distinction because because of course many will turn to the antichrist take the mark of the beast and when they do that they can't be redeemed they are dead and buried finished but those that do turn to messiah and receive him are going to be saved, which is the uh, great pitch of redemption.